Hello, listeners, and welcome to Uber Cinco, the podcast where we deep dive top fives. I'm Nathan Henenfent, your host today, in which our contestants will reveal and defend their top five ways to spend an unexpected day off. We meant to do this one month ago, but we kept getting rained out and then our kids all got sick and we had to stay home and take care of them. And then we just flat out played hooky. Our first contestant today is the galloping ghost himself, Mitch Brinkman. How are you doing, Mitch? <laughs> uh, just uh, keeping fit and fine in my stable over here, just in the shadows of Wrigley Field. They're back, baby. Baseball's back. My life has meaning once again. Oh, my God. I can't wait to sit in front of the TV for four hours at a time and keep track of the game, even though I can just follow it on my phone. But still excited. Love it. And enjoy it while it lasts. I think what? how many teams have already had? COVID. Uh, I thought the nation had ran out of hot dogs, and that's why they delayed the season so much. <laughs> they were, they're waiting to stock the stadiums. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, that's egg on my face. Or was, what is it egg? Ham? I don't know. Wh- whatever the saying is, on my face. That's my bad. Sorry. I think that's, let's, let's I think that's virus in your bloodstream is the new <laughs> And And that uh, voice you hear there, that is the supreme leader himself, Mitch's opponent today, Brian Ernst. How's it going, Brian? Hello, thank you. And please, I don't no, please don't bow. Don't bow. It's fine. <laughs> bow down right, to the main entity. He is the mainness of all the entities. Sorry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, if this is your first time in the Uber Cinco Den, let us wake you out of hibernation with a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber Stand-Out. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Staredown is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. Okay, and as host, I am entitled to institute a house rule for today's game, which is the first person who says the words that I have written on this card of mystery on the back of this card, I have written oh, oh. a few words. <laughs> she says card of mystery. What? Yeah. yeah. I'm so on the stupid. other side, on the, on the mysterious side of the card of mystery, I have written a few words, and the first person who says those will receive a bonus point. Oh, my gosh. And at the end, if nobody has said these words, I'm going to award myself one point for the host. Uh, why That's not? Fair uh, Luckily, my vocabulary is low, so I will probably hit those words very fast. <laughs> Point of order. You, uh, you have to you have to say them in order. Ooh, okay. Uh, okay, so it's a phrase we're saying, or or could I say, you know, um, uh, hairpin, yada yada yada, pig nose, yada yada yada, squelch, and you'd be like, those are the mystery words. Oh no, it would be it would be something in order, but something you have said before in order. So a classic hairpin pig squelch. Okay, got it. Okay. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I think I think you were the first person ever to say those words in that order. Number one, there you go. Uh, it, it, it's uh, actually it's, it's a lady's hairdo. It's great. I love it. It's fr- it's, it's from the 1948s. So, um. <laughs> uh, as a reminder, mm-hmm. don't forget to stick with us till the end of the show, where I will give you the fast five send off, and I'm going to rattle off the definitive list of the top five movies that were pitched under the titles of different movies. Oh, oh, I love this one. Oh, I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm very excited about this. Think, Again, this time, uh, he's honest. Yep. Uh, oh, boy. Well, that's one of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's 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 dive into it. Top five unexpected day off activities. Num- uh, Mitch, number five, please. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, I am calling this one Captain Flapjack and the Curse of Old Man Earl. And... Uh, <laughs> When you find out you've got an unexpected day off, you wake up. Of course, that's easy. Everyone can do that. Enjoy some water. And then you put on your Dockers golf shorts, um, like a comfy Izod polo pair of Ray-Ban Clubmasters. You, you guys know my, one of my favorite sunglasses. Before sliding into your Colhan driving moccasins. Then 
You go find it a nearby diner, and you get a local newspaper and a New York Times. You get both, and then you go sit at the counter, and you really splay out the papers. Like make it obvious you are reading these papers, and you're not just doing like the funnies. You're not just doing Sudoku. You know, your variety. You are international news. You are sports. You're everything. Um, and then you entice a curious old man nearby into being your pancake pal. You know, you, you invite him over, share your paper, maybe go on the same jack. I don't know. But when ordering your pancakes, <laughs> be specific that you'd appreciate a hotter grill so there's significant browning on the cake. It's crispy and the inside is still a bit soft. In my opinion, these are the best kind of flapjacks. And do not, do not patronize a diner that doesn't serve real maple syrup and just a shit ton of butter with his hotcakes. And, you know, yes, you might be thinking real maple syrup. Well, what kind? Of course, Anderson's is out there. It's grade B. It's very nice. Um, even though my grandma swears by Butternut Mountain Farms from Vermont. But for my money, the number one maple syrup you can get is a warm half cup of little man maple syrup straight from Wisconsin. Your tongue will thank me later. Um, but yeah, so then you're sitting with this old man. Really do your best to understand him, you know, like where he's coming from. Maybe use the term "the greatest generation," um, and and just just listen to him, you know. But then eventually, you're going to be downtrodden when you find out your new pancake pal thinks your Facebook generation is frivolous and silly. Um, and then you go home, and that's it. That's my first uh, way to enjoy an unexpected day off is a pancake breakfast at a diner. So that was incredibly specific. <laughs> <laughs> What I also how many times do they this still happened? do they still have newspapers uh, available to you? At hey, these support diners? local journalism. There you go. Uh, you might have to stop by um, a, a corporate outpost of Starbucks franchise for one of those papers because they still have them. Um, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. My most diners probably wouldn't. You know, maybe you could go to a Golden Apple. Um, or a golden nugget, you know, those might be as well, you know, you're more, uh, you're more franchises there, but, but I would, you know, obviously local diner, local flavor, local counter made with local stools, you know, that's what you want. So I got a question. How how frequently have you done this? How many, how how many random old men have you seduced to your booth? To then be disappointed by who they are as their character. Yeah, I've done this twice in Minnesota, and I've done this probably, or attempted to at least, probably like, oh, three times in Chicago. Once at the um, the Diner Grill on Irving Park in Ashland, and then um, once at the Nookies in Old Town, and uh, the one over in Logan Square. It's like Cozy Corner, I think it's called. It's like Milwaukee in California. Yes, that's exactly where it is. So, so how? What is the initial conversation here? Because I, I, I think approaching an old man and <laughs> initiating a conversation with a strange old man would be so much more intimidating and scary than if I tried to talk to the most beautiful woman in the entire planet <laughs> without having ever been introduced before. Well, I mean, if if you have to approach him when you're first sitting down at the counter to choose your stool, of course, like you, you don't want to sit at a table by yourself. You know, like you want to, if you can go to a counter, go to a counter. Um, no, you instead just, you want to take up the entire counter with your newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but, but you spread them out. But then when they come up and they, they look at you like you're an asshole yes. and you go, oh, no, 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 please, 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 please sit down, sit down, open stool. Open so, so, and then you make a big production of uh, reorganizing the paper and pulling it into your own personal space. Exactly, and then that's when you say things like, "Oh, have you have you read, um, you know, Russell's uh, op-ed from today's Times or whatever?" Or like, like, "Oh, did you see what that wacko Elizabeth Warren wrote about healthcare?" And then, you know, based on their reaction, then you know how you can start into the conversation. How do you backtrack once you've already established that you believe Elizabeth Warren is a wacko? <laughs> well, if, if they don't agree with you, then then you just then you just tell them exactly what you were doing, and then and then hopefully that'll be interesting enough for them to stick around for the. Conversation, I was kidding, so. sir. These newspapers are actually bait to get someone to come sit next to me. <laughs> well, I just I just think that it's you know papers you can share. So also, if you run out of things to say, you can just sit and read quietly as well, or yeah. the classic. Oh, these these pancakes are good. Or, ooh, coffee's hot. You know, something like that. So, 
Um, this is why and, uh, the tabloid format of your local Chicago Sun-Times is so much easier to read than <laughs> that giant monstrosity that is the Tribune or the New York Times. Exactly, exactly. So sometimes if the paper can get right to the point, that's going to come out in your new friendship as well. So. All right. I wish I was a fly on the wall for these conversations. <laughs> yeah, I like, just I didn't I did not know. I've known you for 15 years. I did not know that this was a pastime of yours. I mean, it's 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 not like I would say it's only been truly to my own um like, you know, uh expectations going in or hopes, I should say, not expectations. It's only actually worked like probably twice where I actually had a good conversation with the person and like spoke for more than 10 minutes. You know, because you can kind of say nothing for six to seven minutes. That's pretty easy. But to actually, like, find out about someone and, you know, share some life stories, whatever. Um, but it, Yeah, did you ever receive any life-changing advice or little nuggets that you've carried with you? I mean, the one uh, at Nookie's in Old Town, I met a guy who had lived in those Lakeshore buildings for – it had been, like, three years – or not, not three years, sorry, like three decades – and he had had a second property up in Lincoln Park, which he had purchased like in the late 70s or early 80s. Um, and so like he was he was like a little on the conservative side for my taste. Um, but what we talked about was like sort of like the development of Old Town in Lincoln Park and how it's changed over the years. But basically his big thing was like buy property if you can. It's great. Like have property. It'll always kind of pay for itself, especially in a city like Chicago. Um at this point, I was like maybe, I don't know, 20. I was young. I was like 24 maybe. So still I was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. But, um, you know, like the, the Cubs came up and I think I mentioned Steve Goodman and yeah. So well, since there's a lot we don't know about you, Mitch, any law enforcement officers l- listening to this, you should probably open up any cold case <laughs> files about elderly, missing elderly people. <laughs> um, I, I, f- I forgot to mention, guys, I've, I've had a, a permanent party um, palace uh, in our Lakeshore Drive building. Um, that's It's just an empty apartment um, that someone else pays for or their trust has been paying for it for a while. So, uh, <laughs> is that where you serve your guests, your tomahawk steaks or whatever they are? <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a beautiful view. Yeah, looking eastward is a great. Um, great view for so people get a bite of this steak things. before they get a bat to the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the electric bill is through the roof of that property. I have, I think, eight chest freezers in the third bedroom. So. <laughs> <laughs> and a random like wood chipper it takes up a lot of energy. <laughs> well, I was I was expecting absolutely none of this. <laughs> I am completely caught off guard. Brian, please give me your number five and bring us back to the center lane, if you will. <laughs> I feel like I, I definitely got us off the rails there. Sorry. Um, number five uh, for me to enjoy an ex- unexpected day off is to the to accomplish the dad chore that you've been putting off. So this is my unsexy choice, which is why I've put it at number five. I mean, this is this is painting the railings, uh, tearing down that giant weed that's been overtaking the house, finally taking that damn tool in for repair because the only place that can fix it is the mom and pop shop around the corner that's only open from 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. once every week. And if tearing down that weed sounds a little bit oddly specific, well, that's because what I did with my last unexpected day off. <laughs> uh, Wait, just just one singular weed was overtaking your house. So it was a weed that had sprouted into vines. So I have a bush uh, in the front that the vines completely covered uh, the top of the bush and a weed with a stalk probably about two inches thick grew and was starting to uh, cover a front window. Dang. So it got out of hand. Wow. It's because I'm a terrible gardener. <laughs> but, <laughs> and uh, although the task itself isn't a way to enjoy this unexpected day off, it will take a weight off your shoulders and leave you with, an ass- with a sense of accomplishment and a well-deserved taste for an ice cold beer because God damn it, you deserve it. That's... That's Cheers. my number five. <laughs> Cheers to you, sir. That sounds delightful. Thanks. Uh, wh- wh- what's your what's your number? What's your top three dad beers to have after a, a hard day's um, labor? Oh, top three dad beers: Miller High Life, Ice House, or classic PBR. I like PBR on the house. 
do, do you actually like Ice House or is that just No, I hate Ice House. It's oh, my okay, okay. That's my dad's beer of choice. So there's oh, always okay, okay. There's always a little bit of around, it around somewhere. <laughs> okay. I think Ice House is awful. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I'd choose to drink that after anything. No, but yeah. no, I think that's the one. It's the beer that's in the back of the fridge that it's always cold. And sure. because it's just a little bit more percent than everything else, you're like, I'll suckle it down. <laughs> I'm not going to enjoy it, but dad needs a beer. Yeah. Well, I have to say, in all of the episodes we've done of this show. Yep. <clears throat> I've never been more confused than I am right now. <laughs> so I'm trying to trying to score this with Brian's very practical, yeah, uh, and very you know good advice. Something I need to take to heart more myself. But then, Mitch, I will not be taking this <laughs> to heart <laughs> at least at least not for another thirty years or so. Sure, sure. but. I mean, this is how you gain. You use, this, is how, this, this is how you gain perspective, and you understand things like, oh, I need to go uh, scoop out the gutters and uh, rip up that weed, and uh, teach my child about you know checking accounts. But <laughs> <laughs> also, did you use the phrase "driving moccasins" in? Uh... Yeah, yeah. What the fuck are well, driving? Moccasins? Do you know what those are? No. Oh, I assume they're moccasins for driving. Well, they're 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 normally leather and they have a stiffer bottom, so they're not like a house slipper moccasin. They're you know, they're something you can actually go outside in. They're normally the, the shoes you'll see an old guy in, you know, in during the summer and he's got at the at the diner when he's <laughs> yeah, reading his newspaper. Exactly. Yeah. And okay. it's like it, it's it's like a leather loafer basically, but it's a bit more casual. It's a bit more um flexible, so you can, you know, it's a, you know, it's, it's a little casual. It's a little summer cash. Um, also, that's kind of part of the bait, I think, too, to get the old guys to come near the paper. So. <laughs> Just dress, dress as much like an old guy. Uh, exactly. This is, well, uh, I very original <laughs> and unexpected idea there. This sort of reverse pedophilia scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not under 18. What the? F- oh, I guess if they're over. Yeah, you're right. It's okay. reverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Two points each. We're moving okay. on. All right. Number four. Brian, number four, please. Uh, number four is uh, to ignore the movies that are in your queue. Who's honking at me? To ignore the movies in your queue to binge a show you've already seen. <laughs> so this comes as a, a, a no surprise to the folks that know me, but I am an avid rewatcher. And rewatchability for me is the number one factor in loving a movie or show. So it's the first metric I judge it by. So when a movie or show has the right stuff to be consumed in its entirety over and over, that makes a solid choice uh, for great loving but i also have a running list of movies that i should have seen by now that is embarrassingly long but yet i've seen tommy boy apollo 13 back to the future and the office in its entirety probably about 20 times each and embarrassingly enough entourage but being (laughs) able to rewatch all of this stuff instead of watching the movie i should be to uh broaden my entertainment horizons that's something I would probably do on an unexpected day off. Uh, so what's the most prestigious movie currently queued up that you have been foregoing? So I have a very long list here, and uh, Lawrence of Arabia is on the list. Uh, believe it or not, I have never seen It's a Wonderful Life, which mediocre. I know is uh, mediocre. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, my, my, my favorite movie of all time. So I it's, it's a Christmas movie that was never a part of our traditions at all. So it just always gets overlooked. Um. Mitch and I were talking about this off mic not too long ago, but uh, a lot of Charlie Chaplin ones. I've never sat through the uh, Gold Rush or the Dictator all the way through. Modern Times is out Modern there. Modern Times, yeah. So, have ben you even Her, like seen seen Metropolis, bro? I mean, yeah, you know, you yeah, really I haven't ha- seen anything. Do you've seen that? So. I have, bro. I oh, have yeah. seen oh, that. Okay, cool. Saw that on the screen with the extra fifteen minutes of material they found in a chest in Buenos Aires. So, oh, suck it. Is that, is that a true story? That is a true story. They aired it at the music box. They found a reel of missing footage that they spliced back in, and it was clearly like either 8 or 16 millimeter. They were trying to mix with 35 because it was just like an old version in a trunk. Um, but there was like a deleted scene that they added back in from, was it 1925? And, uh, and they showed that at the music box. 
That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Did they find it in like a in like an old Nazi's meat cellar or something? And probably that, that explains why it was in Argentina. I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, that was it was a Fritz Lang. That was a German film. Correct. So. Yeah. Oh huh. dear, that's intriguing. <laughs> oh man. Huh. I like that. I really What's hope the, that's where it was found. That's what my, my memory is telling me. So let's he, he, somebody he, fact check it out there. Here's a question. Um, at the end of a day, when you've had an unexpected day off and you spent the whole day watching The Office, do you ever feel at the end of the day like, ugh, I wasted that day at all or no? No. I no. mean, at the end of the day, I'm still happy. I was laughing the whole day. So it's like not really like I've wasted a day. That's true. I just didn't fill it with anything new. So that's uh, that may be the only brief second of regret. But then I look back on all the laughs I had and I'm I'm thrilled with myself. How often on these unexpected days do you will you start something and go, this isn't right and need to switch it? Uh, probably every time. Like I'm, I will try to watch one of those movies first and be uh. like 10 minutes in. And, ah, nah, don't got the energy for it. <laughs> yeah. Let me go microwave I've, a TV dinner and watch <laughs> something terrible. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've started a movie and then watched instead an entire season of Peep Show. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I get it. Yeah. So I'm, it sounds like also most of these, say for maybe Apollo 13, everything's comedy too. Yeah. I think comedy has the biggest rewatchability out of anything. When yeah. it's, I think there when is it's uh, like a, a big a big thing about the unexpected day off. It reminds me of like when I was a kid, snow days, and there's just this cozy, comfy feeling. One of my favorite sounds in the history of time is a snowplow going by like at night mm-hmm. because when I was mm-hmm. – uh, I was a kid. We lived on the main street in my hometown and I'd be, you know, often uh, dreamland. And then the, the snowplow would go by in the, the front. And it was, you know, loud enough that it would wake me up a little bit. And I would just if I heard that sound, I knew there was a pretty good chance I would wake up to really good news that I wasn't going to school. And you got to run to the TV, look at the scroll. I'm like, am I on the list? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that was that was such a that was like a a preview of what it feels like as an adult when you're like at the casino and the, the roulette ball is bouncing and yeah. like waiting on that scroll. It was like that adrenaline rush is like, was Roseville unit 200 going to be on the list? Oh man. It's- and if it wasn't, I would always, I would, one of my closest friends or well, there were three sisters I was very close friends with and their father was the superintendent. And I always felt bad for them if we didn't make the list because like everybody was just pissed off at their dad. Like, you know, <laughs> it's your fault, man. We could have, you had the power, and, and here we are. It's the uh, it's the kids' version of TV Guide after you just missed your channel and you got to wait for it to come all the way around again. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh man, remember when TV Guide was a thing? <laughs> yeah. Are we dating ourselves? Uh, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Mitch, let's let's get your number four. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, my number four um, is I call this one to be a kid again. Now, this is I'm, I'm, I'm speaking of as if you live in a city like Chicago where you're going, quote unquote, downtown or to like the commercial area of your city for work. Um, and you still go downtown this day, even though you don't have to, but not until lunchtime. And you surprise a friend, hopefully one of your, your, your better friends, for like a swanky cocktail lunch um, and go to like, uh, you know, your favorite McCormick and Schmicks or any of their, you know, world-renowned sister restaurants. Um, fingers crossed there are early happy hour specials, of course. Those are always nice to get something a little cheaper. Uh, and then they go back to work, but you keep slurping. And this is where you hit up Dave and Buster's for their unlimited all-day gaming for just $20. Of course, at participating Dave and Buster's North America locations. And don't forget to slam <laughs> down our Crisp Jackson for the brand new PowerTap RFID bracelet from DNBs. It takes the place of your uh, formidable power card and comes with a $10 uh, free gaming add-on too. So, and then right then and there, if you're me, you pop a shot until the cows come home. Then you take your fill of DMB's Crunch House salads and hot wings before slithering back to your abode to unwind with a rusty nail or a cold two glasses of rose as you read your favorite coming of age book, like The Great Gatsby is a, is a selection, or Lord of the Flies. 
and there it is. There's my uh, great way. Uh, what a to take what advantage. a shameless attempt to get uh, some free uh, all day gaming passes from David Buster's. Uh, what? <laughs> I mean, what other what other company has developed such a perfect atmosphere for gaming and to let loose with your friends and to connect with coworkers? You know, all over a cold beer, um, you know, great appetizers and uh, well maintained games that don't break down. It is adult Chuck E. Cheese. I do like. Uh, it really is yeah. recapturing a part of your childhood, as you you said at the top there. I think and, David and, Buster's and, just needs to go one step further and just open a casino. <laughs> well, but casinos are, you know, that's pretty sedentary. I I, I want to be kind of active. I want to be eating wings as I'm walking around, like getting the sauce on the basketball, hopefully a little bit, but not too much. Um, but and have you guys ever met Dave or Buster before? No, sorry. I did not know they were real people. Oh, I, I haven't either. I was just curious. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's my that's my number four. Um, and also, of course, I want to mention when you're at lunch, maybe like keep it to three cocktails or two. You don't want it to be too insane. Like you want to be able to to not have to take a cab to Dave and Buster's. You know, hopefully you can walk um, to one. And you know, it, I, I'm thinking of River North here, which is a pretty easy walk from my favorite McCormick and Schmick's location, right on the river, uh, overlooking the Michigan Avenue Bridge. So, wow. All right. So for this round, just that sense of comfort that was uh, evoked by uh, Brian's Mitch? answer, oh. and with some and with some bribery involved, because I'm gonna make him watch "It's a Wonderful Life" next Christmas. He's gonna get the he's gonna get the three points. Yes, and then uh, Mitch again again. I I, I like that. Uh, yeah, playing games. Uh, at home with uh, my sister and, and my mom, that was you know just recapturing that uh, snow day of childhood. You're also getting three points. Thank you very much. Um, also, I just want to put it out there, Nathan. I would like to go versus with you on Papa Shot soon here, and I because I think I could beat you at Papa Shot. It would be an epic, epic battle. Yeah. We'd have to go like like best. Uh, 16 out of 31, I think. Oh, absolutely. Minimum. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> a, a big enough sample set to, you know, so it's statistically significant, you know, so we can say once and for all who's the champ. So. All right. I look forward to it when uh, when the grownups tell us uh, it's safe to play outside again. Thank you. Also, uh, um, Brian, you should come to the music box and, and see It's a Wonderful Life on the big screen with the uh, Christmas Carol sing-alongs this Christmas. So I feel like maybe. that would be a great way to watch it for the first time. Yeah, that is Absolutely. if they're open. That is if they're open, of course. But yeah, or maybe uh, they, you know, maybe that would be something uh, that they, they do a drive-in for. That's true. Christmas time. That would be so. very cool. I've actually been thinking about trying to do a drive-in soon. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, um, Brian, read your number three, if you would. My number three, I have as the creative catch-up day. That's right. Uber stare down. Mitch, <laughs> what was your number three? My number three was completing everything on your big to-do list. And in this case, it's most likely like a creative to-do list, something that your brain's been trying to work on recently. But today's the day. All right. Brian, you want to expound on your why this was your choice at number three? Yeah. So I put this down and I went to my Google Drive folder and I counted nine active projects that are like in many stages ranging from either writing treatments to things that we've shot together that are still being edited and not even including the production of this very podcast. So anytime I can get an unexpected free day, I like to dust off some of that work uh, and start chipping away at it. And then uh, you guys can't see, but I always keep post-its excuse me, around my computer monitor with either dialogue ideas or jokes or whatever. And then when I get the free time to graduate those from a post-it note to their appropriate place, either in a treatment or a script or some sort of editing project, I get the satisfaction of ripping that post-it off and then tossing it in the trash because it's now been documented somewhere permanent. So creative catch-up day I have is my number three. All right, Mitch. Um, yes. Yeah, so your thoughts? I like. Uh, I I love the idea of a post-it note. I remember about ten years ago, I was like, I need to get into post-it notes and use them. 
and I bought just a couple stacks. Yep, like just like four packs of those. They're you know it, you know they they go up to my knee basically, and I just never used them. Or I'd write down, you know, um, uh, Greg wears a funny hat, and then um, you know his cheeks turn red, and I you know write it down and then tear it off, and I'd forget it somewhere. Uh, so it never really worked for me, but um, but I, but I love that idea of of you're always working towards something creative. I like that, you know, trying to create often. And so for me, before I start uh, creating, I like to work in a clean space. That's part of my uh, uh, neuroses or just my need to procrastinate perhaps as well. So, you know, on these days when I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch up here. But I always think like, what about, you know, like there's, there's that area it's, it's behind my bedside table that no one sees, but it's really dirty. And I'm like, all right, today I'm going to clean that, all right? So I, I clean that first, and like then I notice the, our blanket's a little dingy on our bed. So maybe I, I'm like, all right, today I'm going to do some laundry as well. I'm going to do the sheets. I'm going to do the blankets. I'm going to do the blankets from the living room. I'm going to do kitchen towels. I might... You know, I'm gonna <clears throat> do a proper clean on my on my gym shorts. They're funky. You know, so like I'm getting some cleaning out of the way too. Um, and when you are getting those like tough to reach corners, Clorox Bleach and Glow, excuse me, Clorox Bleach and Go is a great product for those left alone areas that need a little extra love. And so um, I, I get that area done, and then I'm I'm working on uh, like my. Um, uh, my like Arrested Development spec script. There's one I've started. It's sitting there. I haven't done much with it. I have a Veep, Veep spec script. Excuse me. Um, I have uh, my my uh, a college weekend in Madison and it's Halloween um, script sitting there, outlined, ready to go. I have a series uh, outlined uh, with my friend Katie about um, friends. Uh, who live in in states states apart, but are you know trying to visit each other and trying to hang out? Um, so there's all these things you can write on. There's top five lists I can write for this show. Uh, there are pieces that I I want to write for Solo Crowd, the solo performance group I I work with, and of course you know this takes a lot of brain power, so I need to keep hydrated as well, and that's when I reach for Gatorade Zero. It's a low <laughs> sugar drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh. Do you guys do you guys drink full sugar Gatorade? Because you're a bunch of idiots if you do. Because um, there's a lot of sugar in those. Um, but I prefer uh, a low foothills blast. It's a great. Uh, it's like a light green flavor that uh, Gatorade Zero makes. It's very delicious. But so also at the end of the day, um, I love doing a bunch of writing, a bunch of uh, ideation in my brain, and I like to journal as well too. I've been trying to journal more. My girlfriend, Danny, journals a lot, and uh, she inspires me to do that. And I found uh, some pens recently that I, I got her as a gift, and I started to use myself. And it's, it's the Parker Roll uh, Ballpoint Pen. They're great. They're clean. They're sophisticated tools <laughs> to write in your journal or just jot down those last couple of grocery items you don't want to forget for tonight's dinner. Like a can of Bush's Southwest Spicy Chili Beans, which go great in my family's <laughs> secret recipe chili, or served hot over a bed of crispy Tostitos party rounds with a healthy sprinkle of Kraft Mexican <laughs> blend shredded cheese. And of course, I always put a dollop of Daisy Sour Cream on top. It's where dinner starts and the party continues. Bush Beans. It's a magical fruit. And, and that's and that's another great way to take advantage of an unexpected day off. So. And, well, that's, and pay the bills. That, that was uh, yeah. <laughs> pay the bills. Um we're gonna we're gonna have so, next week the listeners are gonna tune in and everything's gonna be our video is gonna be like we're gonna have like huge sets behind us. Mitch is actually gonna be in a different, much larger apartment, like with a balcony. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to basically turn my background into a NASCAR car. That's what it's going to be. So. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I, uh, well, I, I love, I love the, um, the, the post-it note thing that Brian is talking about. And that's something I try to do a lot. And I have so many things that I, I wake up and I, I keep a little, uh, pad of post-its by my bed and I write them down and I was just looking for some of the ones I have. I'm like, cause when in the middle of the night, I'm always like, Oh, this is this is gold and i'm sure every time i'm sure i'll remember exactly the context i wanted to use it so i just leave myself that breadcrumb and uh i'll say can i just mention quick two post-it notes invented by 3m corporation which is one of the lifeblood of uh the minnesota economy i mean 3m they've been there since the beginning and they're moving us forward so (laughs) i thought they were created by romy and michelle Mm, that is a misnomer, actually. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, 
people who believe movies are real do 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 think that. So um, damn, yeah, fooled again. Well, I, if, if you guys have, I'm just gonna throw some of the stuff I have uh, written here, and if since I can't remember it, let's see if if you guys, sure. you know, take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. So I, I woke up in the middle of the night and wrote down, keep all the membranes permeable. So whatever you got for that, probably and probably then, uh, more murder. <laughs> Yep. And then and then I've got then I've got uh and I, I I really don't know where this one came from, but or I could freeze my semen and not just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's so uh yeah, I'm sure there there was a joke in there somewhere at some time, but that's uh I think that's definitely a prank from a nineteen ninety eight frat frat movie. Um then it it's a prank on the sorority leader who's Christian. I feel like that's that's kinda where it comes in, but even without context, that one's a lot more detailed than my gear research. Oh. <laughs> gear research. Man, huh. got to learn well, about gear. That could, watching- that could swallow up an entire day for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Were, were, were you watching Pretty Woman? Yes, I need to know all about the gear stir. <laughs> uh, all right, for the Uber stare down, um, both great ideas, guys. Uh Loved it. Have to penalize Mitch a little bit for the the <laughs> self promotion, <laughs> but but I'll, or, yeah. What? Also, uh, Brian, just uh, yeah, the post it thing. That's just gonna push you over the edge just slightly. So three points to Brian. Woo! I got a stare down. Can I just can, can I just make a quick appeal to that? I mean, Bush's Southwest chili beans will really <laughs> blow your dinner to the moon. <laughs> what are we gonna What are we gonna? Uh, incorporate blow you to the moon is the uh, <laughs> official tagline of the show when bush beans is a sponsor <laughs> yeah. we will It'll blow you to the moon <laughs> we like a nice little animation we could pitch this to them that yeah that could work Can you see yeah. that dog that dog just farting and launching itself to the moon <laughs> <It'd be> perfect <laughs> duke all right let's move on to the next round mitch sure. please number two Number two for me. Yeah, so this one um, is one of my favorites of all time. Um, and I've done this countless times, countless times. Uh, and this one I call The Combo, please. And this is where you get up, you go to your local AMC, and you're going to enjoy a triple header. And the reason I call it The Combo, please, is because when you get there, you get the, co- the large combo. Large popcorn, large sodi. And of course, you can get refills. The soda you can get ices. You can get regular soda. They've got the um, the incredible Coke machines where you can choose your exact flavor. You can customize it. It's a wonderful uh, little little uh, buddy to have with you throughout your day. Um, perhaps also if you're going um, a little bit earlier, but not too early, of course, because you want the cheaper ticket. You get there before noon. Perhaps on the way, you stop at uh, a Jimmy John's location, pick up a, a number four, Turkey Tom, or my favorite, a number five, which is a Vito with extra dressing. You got to get the extra dressing. That's perfect. Throw that in a little bag that you, that you bring with you, perhaps a satchel, you know, something like that. Um, um, Carhartt makes a very nice satchel. Uh, also, Jansport could make a, a quality one. Uh, <laughs> you bring that with you, so you have a sandwich for lunch as well. But then you're doing your triple header, okay? Obviously, as I mentioned, you get there before noon, cheaper ticket price because you're only buying one ticket, okay? And what's great about AMC is that they list the theater online before you get before you even get to the location. So you know exactly what theater numbers you're going to and when. Uh, so you know uh, when to go to the restroom, if you will, quote unquote, uh, or go back and get a refill and go on to your next film. And now, in my opinion, the order of your triple header should be number one is a big studio picture, that looks like it's just approaching maybe good. So you have low expectations here, okay? You hope to God it overshoots them, but if it doesn't, that's okay. Uh, This is the movie you're most likely to not tell your friends you saw. Um, Or you might say, you know, after a beer or two at a a party, be like, ooh, my guilty pleasure. Uh, I went and saw, um, oh, what's a horrible one I've seen recently? Um, But I guess like the layover, the one I I mentioned in our uh, Rotten Tomatoes one, I I think that would be one I would have seen in the the theaters. Um, Then second is an action flick or another comedy perhaps, but uh, hopefully a better one. Um, There's definitely going to be some stars in this one. You have a little Hollywood power in there. Uh, Perfect location for a Mission Impossible or a James Bond film. Something sleek, sexy, a little bit of comedy, but it's going to be good. You know, there's going to be great set pieces, awesome action. Um, Or, you know, you could go with one of those... um, 
uh, one of Gary Marshall's uh, fill in the blank day, or uh, perhaps uh, that one comedy with was it Adam Driver Bateman. And it was like about a funeral, but this is regardless. It's a, it's like the giant. We've got all the stars ensemble comedy can also work well here. And then the last one is where the sadness, the trauma driven prestige flick, you know, they're gunning for Oscars here. Uh, this is so your mood isn't dampered for a comedy afterwards. Uh, you can also go with the emotional love story here, the that project with the soaring music that transports you to another time, another city, another life where there is nothing but you know golden, dreamy potential. The kind of movie that leaves you thinking about all the stuff you want to do in life as you're walking back towards the train in 35-mile-an-hour biting wind in mid-February. That's the power of that kind of film. And I also want to mention to you guys, of course, when you're when you're at a uh, at your AMC, of course, depending on which um, location you're at, but you got to experience a movie you can in the Big D, and that's the preferable digital experience, which is the Big D, and this is premium large screen format auditorium that offers innovations in dimensional sight, dynamic sound, and deluxe seating. And you can enjoy the wall-to-wall and floor-to-ceiling screen. I, I swear to God, paired with plush seating that will take your movie fun to the next level. The audio system is a true revolution in sound tech. Dude, the audio processing is supported by quad-amplified speakers and subs. The Big D is powered by a cutting-edge, crispy, brilliant 3D flash projector that also presents 2D entertainment for those Oscar prestige films. And this creates a picture quality with even higher resolution than HD, putting you directly into the on-screen action. So that's my number two, the triple header at your local AMC. Well, there's there's one there's one company that won't be uh, giving us our advertisement, and that's AMC, since Mitch admitted on mic and camera to bamboozling them out of two movie ticket prices. Each time he does this, oh, oh wait, hold on, hold on there. Devastating illegal activities. Hold on there, though, Nathan. Uh, they only make, if you buy a $12 ticket, they only get like $5.50. I'm buying the large popcorn and the large soda. So they're getting, they're getting, you know, 16 bucks there. That's where they want you to spend. So you're, so so. you're screwing the distributor. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The people we want to work with in the future will make these ideas that we're, we're creatively working on. <laughs> I mean, you know, everyone gets their nut. I'm not worried about them. And so. there's, there's just the, the moral implications um, and this the also, ethical considerations here. And this here. doesn't I mean, work what's, anymore. What's next? What's next? Um, I don't know. Uh, going to a bank and um, uh, forging a check for 50 grand and when it was only 5,000. You know, that's I think that's the next step. It's, so. it's a slippery slope, my friend. That's true. It's a slippery that's true. slope. But that's also 45,000 more dollars. So that's a lot <laughs> of tons of popcorn. <laughs> this is getting harder to that's do true. now with the assigned seats. Uh, so. that that is uh, that is true, um, and that's why you go during the day, during a weekday, and that will cut down uh, on the on you know on that potential. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully, you're seeing your third movie by like five o'clock, and yeah. only people don't get to films by five. And if someone's like, "You're in my seat," you just go, "Oh, I am. Oh, sorry." And then you just you know, because <laughs> I'm guilty of this. Soda. I'm guilty of this too, but I haven't done this since high school, mainly because all the theaters around me have gone luxury. All of the oh, AMC's yeah. out in the suburbs have gone assigned seating, which yeah. when they go assigned seating and they put in the leather seats. They're usually cutting their theater capacity by half, if not more. So your yeah. ability to sneak in is, is gone. And two, they also know how many seats were purchased. And at a few of these theaters now, they're coming around and looking like, oh, B-13 was not purchased. Who is this ginger-headed man <laughs> sitting here enjoying this Tom Cruise flick? I, I'll be honest. I've never seen that before ever at a movie theater I've been in. So maybe that's only... In the suburbs where there are, you know, teens running, running wild. And, and I think that's people. true. And it's also you can't bring a backpack into a suburban movie theater. It's normal in the city, in the suburbs. Oh. They're going to think you're you're up to no good. So this is why bringing in the food is a lot harder in the burbs. What does a backpack sure that, mean that you're up to no good? Why do you need a backpack at the movie theater? Because it's with you and you don't want to leave it in your car and have someone break in your car and steal it. Okay, so why did you need a backpack at the mall? Yeah, t- to carry your stuff. Okay, yeah, it doesn't doesn't work. <laughs> you city, right. you city boys can get away with so much. That's uh, that is that's our both of our number twos. Mm-hmm. 
Wait, no. No, that was his Brian, number two. You need to do your yeah, number yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, please, I need, please take it away. I need to do a number two here real fast. So. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you do your number two, and then we'll continue with the show. Yes. <laughs> My take number your time. T- take your time. My number two oh. is... <laughs> Boo! Boo! <laughs> do something green. This means get out in nature. Get out of the house, you lazy bastard, and absorb some vitamin D. Uh, there have been times where I've had this unexpected day off where I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go to the forest preserve and just take a walk. And if I want to make it a little bit more exciting, I'll bring a camera or my drone. If there's no people around, I'll just try and get some. I don't like being that guy who uh, has to bring either an RC car or a loud drone and enjoy everybody's uh, or ruin everybody's enjoyment of the walk. I like to be like, hey, if no one's around, then I will fly and do all that stuff. But okay. Uh, we're we're all living in fairly city environments, so finding that nice piece of uh, outdoor luxury is, is hard sometimes. So usually I have to drive to these places, mm-hmm. especially around here. But getting out and either on a hiking trail or, or, or something like that, that is something I need to do with my uh, my number two, which is do something green. Take a hike. That's uh since 2020 has basically been in a lot of ways a year that's an unexpected day off but not like a a lot of these options aren't available to us but yeah that's what i've been taking advantage of a lot or trying to um like i've gone to a few of the forest preserves just like by myself just yeah it's been real good for the mental health if people out there are not doing so this is absolutely like all joking aside this is a really good idea for everybody. Yeah, and I feel like I put I put this high because one, it's easy to do. I don't go into a lot of detail because it's self-explanatory. You really just need to get out of the house. And uh, I like being surrounded by trees, especially on a windy day where you just get that nice, that nice ambiance, white noise of the wind going through the leaves. And if you're alone on a trail, sun rays going through the, going through the trees, making little patches on the gravel stone that you're walking on. It's a nice little picture, and it's uh, something uh, I wish we got to do more often. I wish a one-hour get-out-of-the-office thing was part of our normal mental health for a normal work day. So that's what I, I like to do. And for, yeah, that's I think that is uh, essential. So, Brian, you're getting three points on this. Mitch, I loved your um, your very detailed plan of the, the trilogy. Your self, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? curating you yes. curated uh that that was uh that was beautiful thank you but uh i have i have to for the ethical uh only paying for two of them i gotta subtract just one little one little point on the moral scale so so three to two on that round wait wait wait. hold on hold on hold on i didn't i didn't say i'd only i'd only pay for two of them i said i'd pay for one of them <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs> sorry come on oh wait so I, do i need to dock you down to one you know no what? i'm kidding <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes i think you do <laughs> didn't I win that stare down or did I not? Oh no, I didn't. Oh, son of a gun. Yeah. You have some catching up to do. So <laughs> Nathan, all right. Well, Nathan, Nathan's trying to, trying to crap all over my hot streak. I've been, I've been rolling with right now, but you know what? It's going to taste delicious when I have those stacks of Clorox cash. <laughs> Sweating to death inside my wallet. All right, here we go. Uh, well, bitch, uh, let's, let's hear your number one. My number one, yeah, okay, cool. Um, and a- as you can tell, I've been I've been naming all of my all of my things here, and uh, I, I'm calling this one "Walk a Day in Another Skin." Now, on this day, you get up early with your normal alarm. You find out no work today. Uh, there's been a gas leak in the building. You don't have to work from home. Hootie who raise a roof. You're very happy. So you get up and you enjoy right away a bowl of Quaker's old fashioned oats. And I took them up. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys ever had old-fashioned oats, it's oatmeal, basically. They're delicious, and they're very healthy for you. I know, but we're not 80. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's he's having this with uh, the guy he met at the... at the diner in, in his uh, number five. And that's how he's, but he's living in his skin because he murdered him. He's wearing his skin. <laughs> well, just, just, if you just let me finish, you, you'll hear why it's so delicious. So you all can right, all right, enjoy all right, all right, all right. a bowl of delicious Quaker's old-fashioned oats cooked with cinnamon nutmeg, chiquita bananas, a honey crisp apple, and a little Michigan raw honey to finish. And this will give you the energy that you need 
to do the rest of your day. And that is you continue to work as you would normally. Again, this is assuming you live in a city like myself in Chicago and you're taking a train to work. You find someone on your normal train car that you don't recognize um, and get off at their work stop with them. And you maintain a distance of like three people <laughs> as you follow them on their uh, route to work. <laughs> and enter their building behind them and go as far as security will let you and lie if you have to. But if you get inside the office, wave at the front desk person as you enter and just mouth, I'll just head back to see my friend. But of course, you just mouth it, you know, look like you're just like you've been here a million times. And then you take a lap and you take in the cubicle population. You're registering any interesting characters or or attributes about the place <laughs> and read as many cubicle name tags as you can as well here. But if security stops you, then you go, oh, whoops, you're right. I, I forgot my ID. Oh, sorry. No harm, no foul. Then you fan out and you get a good lay of the land. You understand how the first floor of that building operates. You see how people move in and out of the building, where the best lunch option nearby might be. Okay, And then when lunch does come around, you follow your person to lunch and order what they order. You know, Try and eat at their speed. Understand how they're enjoying their uh, number five with extra Italian dressing perhaps. Um, or maybe if they're at Chipotle, you know, uh, chicken burrito, uh, light on the rice, double meat – extra guacamole, that kind of thing. <laughs> and then after work, you're right behind them. You're noting the people <laughs> that they talk to, small stops they might make. But you do your best to see their screen they're on. Inevitably, most people have a screen up in front of them to glean what – it's a Kindle. What book are they reading? Perhaps it's the new David Baldacci thriller, Walk the Wire, where Amos Decker and his FBI colleague <laughs> Alex Jameson are called to London, North Dakota. And they instantly sense that the thriving fracking town is ripe for trouble. The promise of a second gold rush has attracted an onslaught of newcomers, all hoping for windfall, and the community is growing faster than houses can be built. The sudden boom has also brought a slew of problems with it, including drugs, property crimes, prostitution, and now murder. And the Associated Press has called Alex Jameson an incredible character. Or if they have a phone, what content they might be surfing on their phone, of course. You note it, all of it, okay? You note their floor shine shoes. You note their Canada goose jacket. Boy, are they warm in that thing. And you notice the clean J. Crew button up. Just glean it all, remember it all, lock it away. The next day, when you're headed back to work, normal schedule, find the person again on the platform and just strike up a conversation that seems just completely random and normal, <laughs> but blow them away with all the similarities you two share. Later, when you recount oh the origin story of your deep, connected friendship, this is years down the line, they'll learn of all these things you did and understand how much you care <laughs> that you took all this time to become friends with them. And with this, they'll feel incredibly flattered. And from here on out, you'll always have someone to grab pancakes with at the drop of a hat. Oh God, the talented Mr. Brinkman. <laughs> now, what I'm, a lot of, lot of questions. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, shoot, 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 is, this, shoot. is this how you met me, Brian, or both of us? <laughs> we just haven't heard about it until today. <laughs> Um, I did. Uh, Brian always thought that the Duncan at Jackson and State that used to be there. And uh, I remember I ordered the same coffee as him for like two weeks before uh, I got up the courage to accidentally sit by him in class. So <laughs> I'm changing my oh, order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I <laughs> What? It was just so specific. I was was that. uh Again, how were many times have details, you done this? Were all those details from your last unexpected day off, like just a few weeks ago? Have you do you have a new a new friend you you've you got the ball rolling with here? Um, not yet, not yet. Um, I'm I'm trying to find a, a, a worthy target, honestly. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what I mean, you can just tell when you look at someone whether or not you'd want to be friends with them, right? Whether or not you'd want to understand them inside out, obviously. <laughs> Oh, interesting choice of words. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get sure. Thank you. Like, yeah. Uh, like, are you going to be wearing their skin eventually? <laughs> like, is that what you mean by inside out? Yeah. How many oh. of these friends are going to, how many of these friends are going to make great lamps? <laughs> you know, I, I'm still looking for, you know, for extra space somewhere in the city to be able to, uh, you know, really help a friendship blossom. Cause I don't, I, you know, I don't like to, uh, bring them into my private space all the time. You know, I, I live with a girlfriend, that kind of thing. But 
Um, so we'll see. But I, I will say also in doing this, sometimes you discover new parts of the city and you, you know, you see architecture you haven't seen. Um, <laughs> you, you, you realize there are certain plants in Chicago. You didn't know we're, we're, in, we're indigenous to this area. Um, and you, and you really start to understand someone. <laughs> wow. That was terrifying. <laughs> uh, well, I got a lot to think about here. Brian. Sure. Why don't you let us uh, hear your number one? Uh, my number one way to enjoy an unexpected day off uh, is to drive out of state. Go get some new views. Uh, t- take that day trip that you don't usually get to take. Uh, so for me, this is uh, I'm a big fan of day trips. So get that new scenery ability to expand upon my my number two with the new green landscapes. You're going to find different places out of state, especially here being Illinois so close. We can get to Wisconsin. We can get to Indiana. We can get to Michigan real fast. Um, some of my favorite day trip places are Milwaukee, New Buffalo, Michigan, uh, mm. Chesterton, Indiana, Davenport, Iowa. These are places you can get really, really quickly uh, in less than two and a half hours each way. So there's nothing better than an unexpected Friday to jumpstart your weekend. So if oh, this unexpected yeah. day off lands on a Friday, man, holy shit, a three day weekend out of nowhere. This is where I'm going to I'm going to go. I'm going to make my day last longer. I'm going to start price lining hotels to see uh, what's the cheapest hotel I can get on a Friday night in this random day trip location. Um, this is a great couples trip. Like, hey, I'm going to surprise you. We're, we're getting out of Dodge for for a night. Pack your bag. We're going to go have some mm-hmm. fun. And there have been times where it's just like unexpectedly being able to enjoy like a hotel pool or being able to go out to a restaurant that you're just like, hey, man, I didn't think I was going to be in a jacuzzi tonight or have this great beer on tap or whatever. So going to breweries, restaurants, casinos or just enjoying a general road trip because on road trips, calories don't count which is really fun to be able to stop off of your favorite gas station, get your biggest slushy that you want and then eat all the snacks that you could uh, accomplish on uh, on your route. So also the excitement of crossing the state line, being able to see that sign, leaving Illinois, entering Wisconsin, entering Michigan, blah, blah, blah. It's fun to have that uh, in your back pocket. So driving out of state, one of my favorite ways to enjoy an unexpected day off. What What did you do when you went to Davenport, Iowa? Oh, I went to a casino. <laughs> I've, was been, the, I've been to that casino. <laughs> it's the only thing to do there. <laughs> yeah, I would say this is this is fun. This is almost Newburgh Staredown because this is the exact same thing I like to do on the first time I hang out with one of my new friends. Um, is drive out of state. <laughs> and if you ever if you ever get to a new city, you should use the app Locker. It's it's like it's no E, so it's L O C K R, and you can just like rent storage lockers on demand in like fifteen minutes or less. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, but, Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, does it also point you in the direction of the nearest uh, rolls of plastic or nearest hardware store with excessive duct tape, hammers, and zip ties? I mean, yeah, it does. I mean, you know, they're, the Home Depots really are stocked much better uh, outside the Chicago area. Um, and Especially, yeah, I know Lowe's. Yeah. Actually, isn't, isn't Lowe's uh, politically a better thing? But what I do love about Lowe's is their store brand is actually much better quality than you'd think. Uh, a Lowe's hammer or actually uh, they have a great um, uh, 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 imprint brand. I think it's called um, Stevens, Stevens brand power drills. The torque on those that can that can really, um, you know, get a uh, get like a slide lock in place pretty easily in under 10 minutes, honestly. And they also uh, they also ask a lot less questions when you want to pay in cash. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Lowe's Lowe's accepts all American currency. Um, <laughs> it's great. Debit all American credit. currency. All American currency. Mm-hmm. Stamps. I once I once paid in stamps there. Yeah. Stamps. Uh, uh, loose coins. Um uh, savings bonds, I think, also is another thing you can pay with. Um, it's the only uh, store that I can think of that accepts JFK half dollars. Yeah, yeah. I no. actually once uh, in the uh, Lowe's in Chesterton, in Indiana, I actually paid um, with a with a calf slim. Uh, I, I brought in like a nice. Uh, I, I guess it'd be veal, a veal limb. Um, yeah. At least that's what they thought it was, uh, and, and I got a great ladder. So. Man. Uh, okay. So this may be the biggest decision I've ever made as host of this show. 
be careful on your decision. I just want to. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna award Brian his points first. Um, great idea driving out of state. Um, however, do you rent a car when you drive out of state? I would have in the past, but since I've recently purchased a okay. new vehicle that I actually trust will make it across state lines, yeah. and I don't have to worry about finding the nearest uh, auto body shop, yeah, I do drive myself. I was like, only only Hertz is the only place that doesn't accept <laughs> cash either for on-demand rental, so. Okay, good to know, good to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, so it's, it's a great idea, dear Brian, but, and, and I have a lot of uh, friends who live, actually attended school at St. Ambrose University in Davenport, or as we called it, the Port of Davin. And I had some, <laughs> I had some good times there, but I just don't think it's a three-point city, so I'm only going to give you two points. That's fair. That's fair well, enough. Can, and, I, I, I mean, you mentioned Milwaukee. Milwaukee is clearly the diamond city on that list. I mean, the... the uh, yeah, the, the, the amount of, of vacancy at storage lockers in that city is incredible. But it's like, <laughs> what do you like to do there, though? Oh, Milwaukee, you got everything. They have a fantastic zoo. They have a, a really great art museum. Uh, they have some of the best brewery tours I've ever been on. They also which ones? Uh, Lakefront, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sprecher, and then uh, they also got a great casino. So, <laughs> <laughs> me and uh, well, me, me and Mitch took a good uh, day trip up there. Went to a brewery. Went and saw the the. Then at the time, world champion San Antonio Spurs play. That is uh, true. That was a good one. Versus a young Giannis Antetokounmpo, yeah. the Greek freak. So, yeah, that was a good day. Twas. Um, but Mitch, this is the big decision. Yeah, be careful. <clears throat> I don't. Sorry. I don't. I. One step, part of me wants lately. to give you wants to give you one point because I'm terrified, and then the other part wants to give you three points. Because I'm terrified, <laughs> and so just in the inference of self-preservation, because I I have uh, a, a really rich and fulfilling life that I would like to extend a little bit longer. So you sure. get three points. <laughs> I, I'm I'm happy to see you used your best judgment, and that rounds your total <laughs> up to ten points. Yes, and Brian, and I win. Brian has two, five, eight. I count thirteen. Woo! Hold on, hold on. Recount, recount, Brian. Let's. Is that really? Is that really what the total score is? Thirteen to ten. Thirteen to ten. God. Nobody, nobody got the uh, the mystery yeah, what was card. On, what was on the card of mystery? Oh yeah, what was the mystery card? The mystery card was that classic six sick day television staple. The Price is Right. Oh, oh man. Dang it. Shoot. That's a I thought I thought for sure it would come up. Oh, also, I just want to say Bob Barker in the top five of fantasy old men to meet. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, classic. Um, okay, well, that's that's the game. That leaves uh, just the fast five. So here we go. Top five movies that were pitched under the title of another movie. Yeah. So uh, these these all they. They found out there was a mo- another movie already titled that, so they had to they had to change it last minute. But, <laughs> okay. So this one's this one's uh, this was an, an older one. So uh, they came in and they said uh, to the studio heads, like, "All right, we're we're going to shoot this black and white. It's going to be very innovative because we've got this young director, an actor named Orson Welles, and uh, he's it's going to be great. Uh, he's going to play." this journalism magnate it's going to chart his entire rise and fall in this tragic story we're actually going to open on his deathbed and he's going to say rosebud but it's only at the end we realize that rosebud rosebud was a lost or a symbol for lost innocence it was his sled it was all about his favorite childhood toy so we're going to call it toy story (laughs) (laughs) all right and number four all right so there's this band this from england they're called spinal tap and so this band Spinal Tap, they're one of the loudest bands in England. That's what they're known for. And they're not necessarily good, but they're loud. And they keep breaking up and there's uh, a lot of infighting and drama, classic rock and roll soap opera. But the guys in this really loud band, uh, Spinal Tap, they're, they're just, they're really tight. They have a bond. So they always end up getting back together. We're going to call it extremely loud and incredibly close. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got these four guys from Jamaica, and they're they're really fast. So someone gets the the bright idea to have them uh, race in the bobsled in the Winter Olympics. They've never seen snow, but 
Uh, you know, they're so fast, they figure they can make it work. And, and then they have uh, they have a lot of infighting along the way, you know, some drama, some uh, some tension and then they get mad at each other and make each other angry. And we're going to call it the fast and the furious. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's these are these last two are a stretch. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to do this this biopic of uh, the rock band Queen. And so we're going to see their rise to the top of the charts, and we're going to see them jamming a lot. And you know that song, Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, it's such a jam, one of the classic jams. And uh, did you know Brian May, their guitarist, has a PhD in astrophysics? He's one of the world's leading experts on outer space. So we're going to call it Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious where where the fuck you were gonna take that one. That's but honestly, that's not that's, a, that's good. I like. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, well, here we go. Nathan, Number Nathan, one, Nathan, you are blowing me to the moon right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here th- this last one. They were so confident in this one that they they just went straight to pitching the sequel. So they actually did a whole TV series and a first movie, but they just they pitched the sequel. All right. So. It's about these four women, and they live in New York City, and they have a lot of sex. All right, and but the women—they're all total babes. Uh, but they meet all these men, and these men are just—they're real pigs, they're real swine, just bad behavior. Uh, but they still have a lot of sex in New York City with these total babes. So we're gonna call it Babe Two Pig in the City. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that mercifully brings us to the end of this week's edition of Uber Cinco. Joining me from the Southport Corridor here in Chicago has been Mitch Brinkman. <laughs> and from Berwyn, Illinois, Brian Ernst. And I've been Nathan Hennenfin. And as Bisbear always says, eternity belongs to those who live in the moment. Or was that Wittgenstein? Either way, <laughs> Alvita Zane and adios. <laughs> You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.